Today's Shia is Masechta Yavam, Daf Mem Aleph. We will begin on Daf Mem Aleph, Amar Aleph, at the Mishnah, to tap it on. It says, the Mishnah, If somebody did Chalitza with his Yavama, then his brother did married the wife, the sister of the woman that he did Chalitza with, and now this brother died without any children. So now, this widow falls in front of this person who wants the chalitza to him. In other words, we had Rivon and Shimon who are brothers. Rachel and Leah are sisters. Ruvain married Rachel. Ruvain died without children. Shimon did chalitza to Rachel. And Levi married Levi, married Leah, the sister of Rachel. Now Levi dies without any children. And Leah falls to Shimon for Yibam. So the Allah is, The Allah is that since he had done Chalitza with Rachel, so it's considered like he had been married to her, as we learned in the previous Mishnah. And therefore, Leah is a Chais Chalutzasa. A Chais Chalutzasa, the Allah is, is not a candidate for Yibam, only for Chalitza. And the similar Sa'alacha says, the Gemara HaMakar says, as somebody divorces his wife, and then the person, his brother, married the sister of the woman that he divorced, and then that sister falls to him for Yibam Chalitza. The Alacha is that Hare Ptura. Here it's even stronger, because since this is a chais grushasai. A chais grushasai is in the category of an chais ishtai. And as we've discussed many times, a chais ishtai, as long as his wife, even though she's no longer married to him, but as long as his wife is still alive, is an ervidaraisa. Since she's an ervidaraisa, she can't have not yibam nor chalitza. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. Shemar Shavam. If you have a woman who's a Shmer Shavim to a man, that means this man's brother died without children, and she is a Shemeris Yavim to him. And before he did Chalitza Yibam to the Shemeris Yavim, he went and Kidesh Achaisai. And it's important to point out, as we often do, the Jewish marriage is in two stages. There's Erisin, and then there's Nesuin. So here, he did Kedushin on Achois Zukukasai, the woman that he was supposed to have Yibam Chalitza with, before he did Yibam Chalitza with her, but she had already fallen to him, he did Kedushin with her sister, says the Mishnah, Mishim Rabbi Huda Amru, that what do you do under such circumstances? Mishim Rabbi Huda Amru, Ayram Loi, they tell that person, Hamtain Achiyasa Chichamaisa, wait until one of your other brothers does the Yibam Mechalitza, because this woman who you want to marry is a Chos Zukikasai. So wait until that Zika is removed. Wait until she's no longer Chos Zukikasai. And therefore, Chalos Le'achif, so then if one of the other brothers does Chalitza or Yibam, a Kansa, at that point, he can marry his wife, because at that point, 
she's no longer a chaisukasai. And Allah is that a chaisukasai is is usur, therefore he has to wait. So Rishadim asked, once he did Kedushin, he'll never be able to do Gibum Achalitza with this widow, because this widow is a chais ishtai, and Arusa Midaraisa is considered as if she is his wife. So why does he have to wait? So the Tysus, so Tysus answers that since there was only Arison between this man, this Yovam and his wife, so as we know, Arison is not considered, as we said a moment ago, a full-fledged marriage yet. And since Arison is not considered yet a full-fledged marriage, that's why we tell him, Hamtain, don't turn this into a full-fledged marriage. Don't do Nesuin. Rather, wait until she, until that this, this Yavama's issues, so to speak, are dealt with by having given Chalitza with one of the other brothers. And Luka Yosef takes a similar approach. He says it somewhat differently. He says what it means is that instead of having all sorts of questions and issues, what shall we do? Dalacha says, let this Yuvama have Yibam or Chalitza with one of the other brothers, and since she'll have Yibam or Chalitza with one of the other brothers, that will solve all our questions, and we don't need to enter, any, enter into any issues. The reason that the Kedushin does not have the ability the Kedushin that he did with his sister, does, with her sister, with the Yavama's sister, does not have the ability to undo the Zika. The Rajba says, because we're following now the opinion of Ye Zika. And when we follow the opinion of Ye Zika, Ye Zika considers, can, it creates a very strong band between the Yavam and the Yavama. And that strong band has to be dealt with. It cannot be ignored. The Rajba takes a different approach. The Rajba another says a different thing because we want to avoid people making the mistake that you're allowed to marry a Chaisishtoy. So by dealing with that Zika and having it completely removed by one of the other brothers doing Yibam or Chalitza, that's the way it's that's the way that issue is done. The Imre Moshe takes a different approach. Imre Moshe's approach is that, yes, the moment he did Kedushin with a Chaysa Kukasai, which of course we have to point out he shouldn't have, but the moment he did the Kedushin with a Chaysa Kukasai, that undid the Zika. But that was only able to undo the Zika, says the Imre Moshe, from the moment of the Kedushin and on. But there was a Zika prior to his marrying his, the sister of his Shemeris Yavam. And that Zika, there was nothing to undo. And say it's, it, can, it can only undo the Zika moving forward. It can't undo the Zika for what, or what was here till now. And since it can't undo what was here till now, that's why the Halacha says that he has to hamtain, that he has to wait until one of the other brothers does Yibam Mechalitza, and then at that point, the, he could go back and marry the Achois Zakuka. However, the Miri points out that if he did marry her, you know, our Amishna is teaching us Hamtain, that he should wait and not 
married the woman that he did Erison with until the Shemeris Yavam has even a chalitza from one of the other brothers. But what happens, points out the Meiri, if he did not wait and he, and he didn't sue him? So the Meiri's opinion is that he could stay, stay with her because at the end of the day, by marrying her, he, expo- he terminated the Zika and the marriage is okay. There are other Rishonim that disagree. And really, I think that that Machloikas Rishonim really is connected to the discussion we just had, the Rajba and the other Rishonim and the Meiri, why Chazal said that he has to wait. If Chazal said he has to wait because there's a Zika here that has to be dealt with, so then that's why the Halacha is that he can't, that even if he married her, we don't let them be, they don't let, we don't let them remain married until the Zika is dealt with. If, however, we say it's only a Gzair de Rabbanon, as some Rishonim suggest, so therefore, of course, as the Mishnah teaches us explicitly, he should not have married her, but if he married her, he can remain with her. Says the Mishnah further, if he, again, he had a Shemerish Yavim fall to him, and in, and he then went and did Erison in the sister of the Shemerish Yavam, says the Mishnah, Mesa Yavama, if he, this Yavama now died. So he said what we should do is, as we just explained, he should wait to do Nesuin until the, the sister, that the Shemerish Yavam sister, is dealt with through Yibam Machalitz by one of the brothers. But let's say before one of the brothers could have done Yibam Machalitz with that Yavama, she passed away. At that point, certainly there is no longer any Zika between him and this woman. This woman, unfortunately, is no longer here. So at this point, Allah is Yitnes, he can marry his Arusa. Mace Yavam, if a Yavam died, and there's no other brothers, the brother who did Kedushin in the sister of the Shemeris Yavam is the only, bro- so is the only brother here. So now he has a real issue. On one hand, he can't marry his wife because he can't marry his wife because he has her sister with a zika to him. On the other hand, he can't marry the Yavama because she is an Achais Ishtai. In this case, says the Mishnah, what's going to have, have to happen is, Yoytzis Ishtai beget, he can never consummate the marriage to the point that she could be his Nesua because she's a Achais, she's an Achais Zukukasai. He can't do, he can't marry her. And the Eishas Achiv, he can't marry because she's an Achais Ishtai, because they did have Erison. And once they had Erison, as we often explain, Erison accomplishes that they are considered married, so she's now Achais Ishtai. So the Mishnah taught us the Mesi Yavamta. So the Mishnah focused that if the Yavama died, so at that point, the first case we just learned, he can marry his, his Arusa. Why didn't the Mishnah speak about Mesi Ishta? And to teach us that if his wife died, now he can marry his Yuvama. So Taisa says the reason the Mishnah spoke about the death of the Yuvama instead of the death of the wife is because the Mishnah keeps spoke about the, was about to just spoke about the Mesi Yavam. And since the Mishnah spoke here about Meis Yavam, so that's why the Mishnah spoke also about Meis Yavama. We could have indeed have told us a bigger Chiddush about Meis Yavamta. The question that the Rishonim asks 
is why does the Yavama have Chalitza? She should not have to have Chalitza. The Mishnah said, Why does the Eishas Ochev have Chalitza? She's an Achois Ishtoi. And as we've been learning from the beginning of the Masechta, a woman who is an Erva, as this woman is, who is she's an Achois Ishtoi, is doesn't is not a candidate not for Yibam nor for Chalitza. So why does she have to have Chalitza? So the Taisus really answers that our Mishnah is following the opinion of Yezika. And since at the moment of the Shemerish Yavam's husband's death, a Zika was formed, and that was prior to the other brother doing Kedushin with her sister. So the Zika, as we've been explaining throughout this Mishnah, preceded the Kedushin. So once a Zika has been established, the halacha is that the, the halacha according to Taisus really is that Zika has to be dealt with, and, now, and in this case it can only be dealt with with Chalitza. The, ra, the Rajba, however, takes a different approach. The Rajba says, indeed, she is an Achois Ishtoi. And therefore, since she's an Achois Ishtoi, she shouldn't have to have Chalitza. The entire reason that the Mishnah says that she has to have Chalitza is only Xera Midrabon. The Rishayim asks that we've had these type of situations that were just described in other places in Amasechta. And typically, when we've had that type of situation, the Mishnah comments, So why doesn't the Mishnah use that, in this case, that same language? So the Rishayim explain, as we've been really learning the entire Mishnah. The case of is when a person is thrust into a situation that he has no control over. And then we say The case that we're speaking about here was really of his own making. Why did he go be Makadish, the sister? Why did he go be Makadish, the sister, when he knew that her other sister is a Shemer Shavim to him? Therefore, we can't use the words oiler. Says the Gemara, my v'chein. The Mishnah began with the words v'chein. The, Mish, the Mishnah spoke about a case, two different cases the Mishnah spoke about. One was chaylutz livimtoi, the nasa achiv is a chaysoi, that the aloch is chaletzis mevamis And then we learned the case of a garish. But we learned that the two cases are actually not the same. In the first case, the halacha was that there was a requirement for chalitza. In the second case, since it's an achais ishtoi, there is no chalitza yibam. The word v'chein means that the two cases are similar. The way we just explained, the way the Mishnah explicitly explained, they aren't the same. Ema says the Gemara indeed. If the Mishnah should not have said the word v'chein, what it said was avamagarish. What is the halacha of our Mishnah teaching us? The din of a woman who is the chos of Yegrusha. If she falls to you for Yibam, there is no chiv of Yibam Chalitza, is a deraisa, because she's an ervam deraisa. She's, as we've been learning, in the category of an achos ishtoi. And since she's not a candidate for Yibam Chalitza Medaraisa, that's why the Mishnah says, such a case, she doesn't have Yibam Chalitza Medaraisa. And a chos chalutza is only midrabonon. And since it's only midrabonon, that's why the Mishnah said, in such a case, that 
there is a kind of, she needs to have chalitza and not yibum, and not yibum. Shemar Shom Shekivis, we learned the Mishnah that for man has a Shemar Shyavim, and he went and he was Makadish the sister. Rabbi Yehuda and Sarah Omar, that what should we do? We tell him, don't consummate the marriage, don't make Nesuin, wait until one of your other brothers does Yibam or Chalitza, and then you'll be able to do Nesuin on your wife. Says the Gemara, Am Shmu, Halacha de Rabbi Yehuda Bemeseira. The Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda Bemeseira. And as the Rishonim explained, what the Gemara is coming to teach us is that we learn from our Mishnah that there is, that there is Zika, and not only is there Zika, but there's Zika even when there's more than one brother. Our Mishnah clearly is referring to a situation, this part of the Mishnah at least, where there was more than one brother. And still the Mishnah is saying that he has to wait to be able to do Nesuin because he has the Shemeris Yavam, who he has Zika with, preventing him from being able to make the Nesuin. So from here we see that there's Zika, even when, and there's Zika even more than one brother. Ask the Gemara, what would be the halacha if he had a woman who was a Shemeris Yavam? He did Kedushin with her sister, and now the sister who he did Kedushin with died. What would be halacha on the Yavama? Do we say she became a Chais Ishtai? And since she became a Chais Ishtai, he can never do Yibam. Or do we say that she was a candidate for Yibam before she became a Chais Ishtai? And since she was a candidate for Yibam before she was a Chais Ishtai, so yes, it's, she wasn't able to marry her once he did Kedusha with her sister. But once that goes away, the halacha would be that we can, that he should be allowed to do Yibam. It says the Gemara. Rav Rav Chenida Dami Tavayu Mesi Ishtar Mutter Bivintai They say she's his mutter Shmuel Rav Asi Dami Tavayu Mesi Ishtar Osu Bivintai Says the Gemara Amar Rava My time the Rav What's the reasoning for Rav's lenient opinion that once the wife dies he could go back to do Yibum with the Shemeres Yavim Says the Gemara because this is a situation Mishum to have a Yivamishotra At the moment she became a Shemeres Yavim. It was before he did Kedushin with his sister. So that moment, he was allowed to do Yibam with her. Then he did Kedushin with his sister. And since he did Kedushin with his sister, Nesra, she became also for him to do Yibam with her. But then, when his wife died, Chazra she became Mutter and Taxilatayarishin. That's why she goes back to her original point. And the way the Rishonim explained the Machlaikis is... Rav always follows the Shas Nafila. If at the moment of death she was a candidate for Yibam, that, that makes her always a candidate for Yibam. So even if in the middle something happened that prevents that from being able to be followed up, because he was Makadish's sister, but since Bishas Nafila she was, that's enough. The other Mandamar obviously is of the opinion that we say that once a person gets, gets the title, gets the label of being Osir, and this Shomer Shavim at one point got the label of an Achois Isha, that label cannot be removed. I saw that the Chazanish 
wants to explain that this machloikis is really connected to how do we understand the power of Zika. The one that holds Rav and Rav Zeru, who holds that he could ultimately marry her of Mesa Ishtar, said because since there was a Zika between him and the Shemer Shyavam, that's a very powerful band. And therefore, even though it was something that interrupted, that he should not be able to do Yibam, once that interruption is removed, she can go back to being able to do Yibam her. The other man, Dahmer, Shmuel, doesn't give, yib, doesn't give the Zika such a strong power. And since it doesn't give it such a strong power, that's why if there's something that happened, like we just said, it became, the, she became an Achais Isha, that breaks the Zika, or we could say weakens the Zika to the degree that he can't, to the degree, to the degree that she can, now he can marry her. The stipler wants to make a very interesting point. The stipler discusses this, or Time Moise discusses this in Lachiezer. They want to differentiate how many brothers were there when he did Kedushin with the sister of the Shemer Shavam. And they say as follows. If there were other brothers who were there, who, were, who are here when, she, when he did the Kedushin and the sister, the Kedushin and the sister did not completely remove this woman from this family. Because since the, since the Kedushin did not remove the sister from this family, because there were other brothers who could do Yibam Mechalitza. So that's when Rav says, Tachzalatayra If her, the wife dies, he could go back to marry the Shemeris Yovam. However, if there are no brothers, so when he was Mekadish, the sister of this Shemeris Yovam, when he was Mekadish, the Chosh Shemeris Yovam, what he essentially did was completely take this Shemeris Yovam out of the picture. Because she's now a chais ishtai. In such a circumstance, says the stipler, even if this wife would die, Rab would agree that she's not chaiseris she's not chaiseris leteris harishin. Masar Hamnuna. So Rav Hamnuna asked the following question. The Brisa says, Shalosh Achim, you have three brothers, the two of the brothers were married to two sisters. And Echad Mufna. And then they have another brother who's not married at all. In other words, we have Reuven and Shimon and Levi who are all brothers. Ruachl and Leah are sisters. Reuven married Rachel. Shimon married Leah, the sister of Rachel. Levi is not married at all. Reuven died without any children. So Rachel fell to Levi. She could not have fallen to Shimon, because Shimon is married to her sister. And now, Levi did Maimer, the Kedusha Kesev, the Kedusha Shtar, which are Kedusha the Rabodin by Yivama. He did, he did, he did Maimer in Rochel. And now, Shimon died, who's married to Rochel's sister, Leah, without any children. And now Leah falls to Levi for Yibam. So now Levi has two sisters that are zokuk to him. One is the woman with, with Rachel, with whom he did Maimer, 
and the other is Leah, whose husband Shimon just died. So now what happened is Rachel became Osir Talevi. Rachel became Osir Talevi because she's a Chosukukasai. Vakach Meis Ishtai. And now Levi, Leah died. Vakach Meis Ishtai Achrov. Shimon's wife Levi died. Dalochi is Oisach Yavama, Rachel, who had Mimer, but her Mimer was not able to be consummated because before it was consummated, Leah became also a Shemeris Yavam to Levi. And Levi and Leah was a Chosukukasai. So Dalochi is. But ask the Gemara, according to the way we're learning now, this is a situation, Amai asked the Gemara, to have a when Rachel became a Shemeris Yavam to Levi, she was allowed to marry Levi. Not only was she allowed to marry Levi, they even had Mimer. Then, the Nesra, and that ended, because, unfortunately, before he could consummate that, Shimon died, and Rachel became a Chosukukasai. But now the Levi passed, the Leia passed away, so she becomes Chosuva Hutra. And as the Gemara, Rav's opinion is that Hutra, the Nesra, the Chosuva Hutra, that Rachel ought to be the Tchachsal at Rishin. Says the Gemara, Ishtik. Rava remained silent. Rava did not have an answer to this question. The boss of the Nafik, but after Rav Nuna left the room, Amr, Rava said to himself, Why didn't I answer him that this is following the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, and I don't agree with Rebbe Lazar. I actually follow the opinion of the Rabbanon who disagree with Rebbe Lazar. And he explains himself. Rebbe Lazar says that if somebody divorces his wife, and then he remarries her, and then that, and he didn't do anything wrong. He was allowed to remarry her. She didn't get married to someone else in between. And now he dies without children. Rabbi Loza teaches us later in Amasech, the Davkuf Aleph, that that woman can't have Yibam. Because since when she was married and then she became a Grusha, so at that point she became Grusha's Achiv. And a Grusha's Achiv is not a woman that you're allowed to marry. And therefore, she cannot be a ca- she cannot have Yibam Chalitza. And he explains himself, Rabbi Lazar. Since at one point she was a Grushas Achiv, she can never be a candidate to him for Yibam. And again, this opinion of Rabbi Lazar is connected to a concept that we've discussed more than once in Amasechtim. And that is the concept what is the defining moment when a woman becomes a candidate for Yibam Chalitza? Is the defining moment only when the brother dies without children? Or is the defining moment actually during the marriage? If we say we look at the moment of death, so here at the moment of death, she is a, an almona without children. If, however, Rebbe Loza clearly is of the opinion that we don't just look at the moment of death. We look at the, what was the status during the history of their marriage. And since during the history of the marriage, um, since during the history of their marriage, she was not able to, beha- she was a Grushas Achiv, that remains forever. Obviously, Rebbe Lazar does not hold that Hutra, Vanesra, 
Hadar says, then but Rav says to himself, that's Rebbe Loza's opinion, but I hold like the Rabbanon who don't agree with Rebbe Loza. Then Rav continued saying to himself, Hadar, he said, even Rebbe Loza, who was just machmer in this case, and said that this woman is not a candidate for Yibam Mechalitza, because according to Rebbe Loza, at the moment of the brother's death, she already had on her the label of Grushas Achiv, and since she had on her the label of Grushas Achiv, that label cannot be taken off, cannot be lifted, and therefore at the moment of death, she wasn't a candidate for Yibam Mechalitza. But in the cases that we've been discussing, at the moment of death, the Shemeris Yavam was a candidate for Yibam Mechalitza. Then afterwards, this brother went, it was Mekadish's sister. That at the moment of death, she was a candidate for Yibam. And then something happened that stopped that. And then that went away. Maybe even Rabbi Lozer thinks Robert himself will agree. Nesra of a chutra, Nesra chutra, Nesra of a chutra, Nesra Hadama says the Gemara in the Rabbi holds that even if at the moment of death she was a candidate for Yibam, and then something came up that took that permissibility away, she remains also forever. For Tanya. And he brings a raya from a brysa. Because the brysa says, the case that we've been discussing in our shir, if somebody is Makadish, the sister of a Shemeris Yavam, Rebelaza Eimer, Mesi Yavimta, when his Yavama dies, so there's no longer a Zika between him and that Yavama, so then Mutabishtai, he could consummate and make Nesuin with his Erusa. However, Mesa Ishta, Rebbe Lezer says, So this is the case that we've been discussing, that if the Rusa dies, can he now do Yibam with a Shemeris Yavam? And Rebbe Lezer explicitly says that since she became Osir, she remains Osir forever. Ask the Gemara, so should we say that Shmuel and Ravasi, who say this opinion, are following the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, and they're not following the opinion of the Rabbanon? And there's really a question being asked here. The question that's being asked here is that it's difficult to explain that Shmuel will be following the opinion of Rebbe Lezer and not the opinion of the Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, we could say that Shmuel and Ravasi are following a few times Rabbanon. The Shmuel and Ravasi are following the opinion of Rabbanon. Because at can we become a few Rabbanon later of Lezer? When do they disagree? Elop, Mishom, Mishat, Nefil, Ve'elech, Lemetzolayu. As I said a moment ago, the basis of the opinion of the Rabbanon is because they believe that what is the defining moment? The defining moment is the Shas Nefila. And the Shas Nefila, she was not a Grusha's Achiv. And that's the only thing we have to take into consideration. And therefore, even though maybe she was once a Grusha's Achiv, the Rabbanon don't pay attention to that because they don't think that this, that plays a role. The only thing that we have to look at is what is the case at the moment of death. Avil Hochra, in our case, where she was a Shemeris Yovim to this brother, but then the brother was Makadish's sister, and while he was Makadish the sister, Itzer, she became Osir to him because of Chais Ishtai. Then even though the wife dies, 
and she no longer is an Achoy there are few Rabbanon Maida, the Rabbanon will agree that this woman can never have Yibam. Says the Mishnah, a woman should, a should not have chalitza or yibum. One is until three months pass from when the husband dies. And as we will have learned, and we will continue learning, because we have to always be concerned about that maybe she's pregnant at the moment of death from a husband. And therefore, we can't ever know who is the true father, as we'll learn extensively in the Gemara. The Ken Kalashar Nashim. And therefore teaches us the Mishnah, this halacha applies by all women. Should not get married, even Erisin, until three months pass from the time of death of the husband. And says the Mishnah, this halacha is echa besulas, whether the woman is a besula, a beula, in all situations, this is the halacha and we'll explain the Gemara why. Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, Arsu. Even if a woman was fully married to her first husband, she can't have Nesuin with the second husband until three months pass, but she could have Arisin with the husband. And the reason she could have Arisin with the husband because there's no, there's no relations, so there's no concern about the child. Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, Yisarsu, and Arusus, Rabbi Yudha says if the first marriage never went past Arison, so there's no concern that she's pregnant, because when a woman and a man are only in the Arison state and not having relations, so there's no concern of, of a mix-up and not knowing whose son is whom, whose child is whom, and therefore such a woman, Yenosu, can get married even within the three months. However, says the Mishnah, Chutzman Arusa should be Yehuda. There's an exception. The Rusas in Yehuda in Yehuda, the Oris and Narusa, the custom was, would be alone privately. And since they were alone privately, it was like, it was possible that they had relations. So I saw a motion, the Dibris Moshe asks, we've been learning that when a marriage is only in the state of Arison, they're not supposed to ha- have relations. So what's Pshat? So Ramosha says that even the, the relations they had were as he intended to do their relations as a husband and a wife. He looks at her as his wife, and since he looks at her as a wife, the halacha is that he thinks that he could do relations with her. So it's not that it's a bias erv. It's not like somebody's doing something immoral. Rabbi Yisarsu, all women have to may have erison chutzman almona. When a when a mana, when there's a woman who's an almana from Nesuin, she can have she can't have Arison. and not because of the concerns of the children, but the reason is evil. So ask the Gemara. We understand why a woman whose husband died should not have should not be able to get married to the brother until three months pass. For we need to be concerned. Shemiel Vlad ben Kayama. Maybe this Almana is pregnant. And not only is she pregnant, but the child is going to be a viable child. And therefore, if the child is going to be a viable child, this widow is to him an Eishasach, a very serious erva. The Kapaga be Eishasach, the Raisa. El Loitachlis, but ask the Gemara, 
The Mishnah also said that she may not have chalitza for those three months. Am I? Why not? What's what's wrong? Even if she'll have chalitza, the chalitza doesn't mean that they're having relations. There's no iser involved. Says the Gemara, laying with have a tiyuf to the Rabbi Yochanan. Should we suggest that our Mishnah is a raya against Rabbi Yochanan? The Amr, Rabbi Yochanan said earlier in our Masechta, on the Flamet Hei on the Beis, that chalitza is muber shmar chalitza. And our Mishnah is teaching us that there is no the, the chalitza muberis is not a valid chalitza, says the Gemara. We've already refuted the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. The chalitza is muberis loishma chalitza. Of course, it's not. Answers the Gemara. We have this would also be a question. So Rabbi Vega asks, what's the person? What's the purpose to do it twice? We already refuted him. So Rabbi Vega says the previous time when we refuted the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan was from a brisa. And we know, says Rikivega, the Bryces are not as authoritative as Mishnayis. Now when we're refuting the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, we're refuting it from a Mishnah. That's a much stronger refutation. And that's what the Gemara is trying to say, that our Mishnah maybe is a proof against Rabbi Yochanan, the Chalitzas Muberes, Loi Shma Chalitza. Says the Marloi. Our Mishnah is not necessarily a proof that Chalitzas Muberes Loi Shema Chalitza. The reason why our Mishnah does not allow for Chalitza during these first three months, because maybe she's indeed pregnant. And not only is she pregnant, the child will be born and will be a viable child. And now she's not a Chalitza. The Chalitza she had was a meaningless Chalitza, because she didn't have to have Chalitza. And we know, as we've learned many times in Amasechta, that a chalutza may, ma- may not marry a Kayin. And now we're going to have to make an announcement that she may marry a Kayin. So, asked Eishel Avram, why are we only worried about Kahanim? We learned in our previous year the one may not marry the relatives of his chalutza. So why doesn't the Mishnah say that we should be concerned that we're going to have to make an announcement that he could marry a relative, that she could marry his relatives because the chalitza was a meaningless chalitza. So explains that Shlavram. The relatives are aware that the chalitza that was conducted was a meaningless chalitza. And therefore there won't be any concerns that the Gemara is going to express now that people are going to make mistakes. But by the Kohayin, any Kohayin can marry her now because she wasn't considered a Chalutza. And that, they don't know what's going on. And therefore, that's why Chazal were reluctant to allow this. Ask the Gemara for Nitzchah. So let's make an announcement that the Chalutza was a meaningless Chalutza and she can marry the Kohayin. Answers the Gemara. There may be somebody who was there or is aware of the Chalutza but is not aware of the announcement that it was meaningless, and they're going to end up, and they're going to think that she can't marry a Kayan when she really does, and if they'll say that, and if they'll see that, they'll think that a Chalutz can marry a Kayan. Ask the Gemara, So this Teretz works if she is only a widow, and if the Chalitza was not a valid Chalitza, wasn't a meaning, it wasn't a necessary Chalitza, she can marry a Kayan. But let's say this woman 
prior to her husband dying, was once a grusha. Once she's a grusha, she can't marry a kain anyway. Michael Amemus, so why this woman can't we allow it? By a woman who was previously a grusha, we should allow chalitza during the three months. Answer the Gemara, should the Maslam Zainus. The Allah is that she can't get married. Married, we understand, she can't get married for three months. Because it's like any other Ammana who can't get married for three months. But the Allah is that Ammana who can't get married, and we'll speak about this more in our shir, a, mar- a woman who can't get married because uh, still gets supported from her husband's estate. This woman, once a woman has chalitza, her husband's estate no longer has to have, no longer has to support her. And that's why she'll be in a state that she's not going to be supported from her husband's estate because she had chalitza and she can't get remarried. So as Tysus explains the Gemara, the Gemara is not giving now a halachic reason. The Gemara is giving a practical reason. This woman having chalitza is not a smart thing to do because she deprives herself of being able to have panosa from her husband's estate and she doesn't get the opportunity to get remarried. Tenach nesua. So says the Gemara, this is understandable if she was nesua to her husband. That's when we just explained that her husband's estate has to continue supporting her. A rusa grusha, but if the woman is a grusha, so the concern of a kayin is not on the table. And she was only in Arusa, and if she was only in Arusa, her husband's estate doesn't have to support her. My claimant, what will we say under those circumstances? Says the Gemara, you're right. What is the reason that a woman doesn't have chalitza during the first three months? It's because of what Rabbi Yossi taught us. Rabbi Yossi taught us that, that any woman that's not a candidate for Yibam is not a candidate for chalitza. And since here she's not a candidate for Yibum, because she can't have Yibum within the three months of her husband's death, she can't have Chalitza either. And the Gemara brings Rabbi Yossi's opinion. The Tanya Maisba, the Mechesh Balafne Rabbi Yossi, Amalai, and he asked Rabbi Yossi, Ma'alachlis Batayach Shleisha, may Chalitza be conducted within three months of the husband's death? Amalai Lai Techlitz. No, Chalitza may not be done. So he asked him, why is the why does it bother you? Karvla Mikrazeh. So Rabbi Yossi responded with saying the Pasik says, if the husband doesn't want to do Yibam, that's when he does Khalitza. Ham but if he would want, he could do Yibam. From here we learn And since as we just explained, this woman is not a candidate for Yibam, the She's not a candidate for chalitza as well. So, in understanding this rule of kosher ana oli yibam ana oli chalitza, is in this case the this is the Rambam. The Rambam says this is only midrabonim because midraisa the yibam that will be done during this time is a valid yibam. This whole rule that you can't get married within the three months is only a drabonon. And therefore, says the Rambam, if he did the chalitza, it would be bidiyevit valid. The Ramah disagrees. And he says that the chalitza done during these three months is not even valid bidiyevit. The Beishmu discusses a case in which there are two Yuvamim who could, who could do chalitza. 
and the old of the two is married. So he says, since, and we've discussed this concept previously, since there's a rule that we have a chem de Rebbeinu Gershom, so he should not be doing the chel yibam because he will be violating the chem de Rebbeinu Gershom. The other brother who's not married, is not married, can do yibam. So says the Beis Shmuel, in such a case, it's better that the brother who's not married should be the brother who does the chalitza, because he's an individual who's oil yibam, oil chalitza, versus the other brother who's not an individual who is oil yibam, because he's already married to do different women. Master of Chanina. Master of Chanina. The Brisa teaches us, Sveikis. When you have a woman who we have a question if she has to have yibam, the Allah is, we should do chalitza, not yibam. Ask them, are my sveikas? What is the definition of a sveika? Ilema, safakadushin. That means, as we'd learned earlier in the Masechta, with a brother who passed away, was Makadish and Isha, he threw the money at her, but it was, we're not clear if the money was closer to him, and the kadushin is not a kadushin, or it is, or the money was closer to her, and she was. Why can't you do Yibam? Because if she was married to the brother, so she's a candidate for Yibam. And if she wasn't married to the brother, so she's a single woman. The question is, a man did Kedushim with one of two sisters, and he doesn't know which is the woman that he did Kedushim. The brother cannot do Yibam with either of them. Because if he'll do Yibam with the right wife, great. But if he's going to do Yibam with the wrong wife, he's doing Yibam with a Chaisukakasai. And the Mishnah says that in that, the Brysa says in that case, we do Chalitza and not Yibam. But if Rabbi Yossi just taught us the rule, the Kosha ain't a Yibam, ain't a Chalitza, that Yibam and Chalitza travel together. And if you can't do Yibam, you can't do Chalitza. So why is the Brysa say doing Chalitza? Says the Gemara. There, what is the issue? If Eliyahu Novi will come and tell us definitively, definitively the Hakidish, which is the wife, which is the one of the two sisters with whom there was kedusha, then that woman would be Bashiv and Chalitzahi. It's only us that don't have that knowledge. Even if Eliyahu Novi will say that this woman is not pregnant, and explain the Rishonim, this Gemara, the Meritzchayis. It says a beautiful explanation. Even though we know that Loi B'Shemayim He, Eliyahu Novi cannot tell us what the Allah is, what that means is, explains the Meritzchayis, Eliyahu Novi can't tell us what the Allah is. But Eliyahu Novi can tell us what the facts are. And since Eliyahu Novi can tell us which is the true wife, that's not a halachic decision. That's just clarifying what is the case. That's why this woman is technically a woman that can have Yibam Chalitza. It's only that we don't have Eliyahu Navi to tell it to us. But if Eliyahu Navi tells us that this woman is not pregnant, that doesn't change the halacha, that a woman cannot have Yibam within three months of her husband's death. And therefore, the halacha is that such a woman, that's why... This woman is, as Rabbi Yossi just said, not a candidate for Yibam. And since she's not a candidate for Yibam, she's not a candidate for Chalitza. But as, because, and the Gemara brings a riot to this point. Because what's going to be if the wife of the Yavam who passed away was a Ketana? 
the Lapasaburihi that's not able to get pregnant. So we know for sure that she's not pregnant. Still, the halacha tells us that the halacha requires that she wait the three months. And that Elio can't undo. This goes back to the concept, to the issue that we spoke about earlier. During the first three months after the death, the Zionist Michelle Bao, her husband's estate, supports her. After the three months, she doesn't get supported from either. Because she's not, because usually the husband's estate continues to support her until she gets remarried. Here she's not, not getting remarried because she didn't want to get remarried. She's not getting remarried because of the Yavim. Ahmed Bedin, if the Yavim, so the Yavim says to Yavim, do something. And he bark, he ran away. So then, the Zionist Meshayavim, the Yavim's estate has to support her. Nafalafne, Yavim cotton. But what happens if the Yavim is a cotton? And that's why she, he can't do Chalitza Yibim. We have to wait till he becomes a Godel. Yavim Lesla. Certainly, from the Yavim's estate, she can't, it doesn't get supported because the Yavim didn't do anything wrong. The Yavim can't do the Yibim Chalitza, not because he's, do, he's avoiding her, because the Aloha doesn't let him do it. Mibalmai. What's going to be Aloha, the husband? So does she continue getting support from the husband's estate? Says the Gemara, Pligaba Ravacha Ravina, Tzmachlekis Ravacha Ravina, Chad Oma Isla, that she should continue getting from the estate of her husband. She's in limbo here. The Chad Oma Lesla, the Chelchasa Lesla. And the Aloha is that she can't go to the husband's estate because she's not getting remarried because of him. She's not getting remarried because of the Yavam. She can't go to the Yavim's estate because he's not doing anything wrong by not doing Yim Chalitza. And what this means, says the Gemara Mishemayim Kansua, that put into this position and she doesn't get Mazonis from either estate.